Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green, and we are moving at the speed of crypto. We're going to talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and Bitcoin again, because that's what you're here for. So check it out. A lot has happened over the past couple of weeks. This has been the third crash of Bitcoin this year. Bitcoin's not dead, still not dead, even though that's the uh, media's favorite saying. But what we do have are prices that are bringing us back to lows that are really scaring a lot of weak hands. You have to remember that dips ebb and flow. This goes in waves. And we've talked about how we're about the third out of a five Elliott wave of our movements forward. And every movement forward is gonna require healthy retracements and accumulation. That's all that's happening. But there's always a reason for it. There's a reason for the FUD. The fear, uncertainty, and doubt, which we've talked about. It could be a tweet from Elon Musk or China banning Bitcoin again. So we'll get right into that, but let's talk about these prices that have everybody so nervous and is making the news. So first off, Link, my favorite, Chainlink, under 20 bucks again. For me, it's the buy zone, $15, I pick some up. But you gotta remember that Chainlink had a high of almost $60 and projections of 150 bucks. A lot of money and quick money doesn't really come that quick. You have to hold on to it and really, really get in at a great buy zone and then just be patient. So what we're experiencing right now are people who are not patient are selling off all of their profits and a lot of people taking losses. People who have money, patience, and have been here in the last cycle or two, they understand this is a normal, healthy part of the Bitcoin relationship that we have in the markets. There are going to be ebb and flows and there are going to be crashes. We're about 40% down from our all-time highs this year. However, Bitcoin is still $32,000 today, which means we are still over six times what it was a year ago. So if you keep it in perspective, we're really doing good and there's a lot of profits. If you bought high, you gotta be patient. Don't sell, don't panic, just wait because Bitcoin will come back. We talked about the tipping point and we've crossed it. We've been there, so now it's a matter of moving forward. With other prices, Ethereum, $1,900. Now it sounds scary knowing that it was almost $4,000 and people were buying it at 3,500 bucks. You would think that they're down $2,000. But earlier this year, Ethereum was under a thousand bucks. So if you bought it at the right time and you're holding, you're making money, you're sitting on money, you're sitting on profits. And Ethereum's going nowhere but to the moon. This will definitely still be a $10,000 coin. It's just a matter of time. If everybody knew when, we'd all be rich. But we're only half rich because we only know the what's and not the when's. Sometimes the how's, but not the who's. So that's the big guessing game about crypto. And everybody's favorite Dogecoin. Well, that sure took a dump. It had highs of almost over 50 cents, dropped down below 30, and then even the worldwide community cannot keep it up as Bitcoin took these major hits. But today, Doge is down all the way to 19 cents, which is crazy. It's stupid low. Smart people are going to be accumulating because I still believe a dollar is in the cards. Yeah, I could be wrong, 
But the efforts behind SpaceX, Elon Musk, and the huge global community that support Dogecoin could still drive the price up a lot. So I still have a bag. I'm a little underwater on it. But remember, I'm already in the profits. I bought Doge under a penny, and now it's just a matter of really house money and figuring out where to make more money from it. So I'm holding and I'm waiting because my thing is 2022. When Elon sends it to the moon, literally, and on his SpaceX satellites, I think that's where we're going to see Doge fly. Between now and then, it's speculation, it's trading, it's a whole lot of, you know, the people's choice, the people's currency, the people's coin. So there's a little bit of time to to wait and see, and I'm still not giving up. It's a meme coin, but now it's a meme coin with a purpose. So sit tight, don't panic sell, and if anything, do not sell at a loss. You just have to be patient and have diamond hands. And in the news, to help you realize that these dips are healthy, is Michael Saylor. We talk about him every once in a while because the guy is amazing. He could almost support Bitcoin's price by himself. He is now the world's largest holder of Bitcoin, with over 110,000 Bitcoin in his portfolio of MicroStrategy. That's huge. So what Michael Saylor did is he went ahead and bought another $489 million worth of Bitcoin at about $32,000. That's huge because people are very afraid as the charts hit a death cross and Bitcoin could drop down below 30 grand. If it does that, there's CME gaps to fill at 28,000 and 24,000. That's going to scare the crap out of a lot of people to see Bitcoin go from 60,000 to $24,000. But what's funny is all those retailers that get scared and sell and panic, believe me, someone's going to be buying your Bitcoin. So if you're selling at those levels, then someone's buying it. I have cash on the side simply for the purpose of when Bitcoin does drop and revisit its 60 or 80% drop from its all-time high, I'm going to swoop it up, just like Michael Saylor. I don't have the same kind of money as Michael Saylor, but I'm going to do my part because we all know that in the future, $100,000 is eminent. A million dollars is eminent. It's a matter of months, maybe even years, but it's going to happen. Remember to play things smart. When people are scared and they sell, buy the blood in the streets. It's that simple. That is how the money is made. When the weak hands sell, the smart people are buying up at a discounted price because this is a long game. It's not about quick money. It's about what you're going to do with your future and the stability of Bitcoin, which is pretty strong. There's a lot of speculation right now with the stock market coming up to an imminent crash. The Fed say in two years they're going to raise interest rates. Our debt is at an all-time high. We just keep printing money with nothing behind it. There's nothing good for the U.S. stock market. We are definitely going to be seeing some problems. And with those problems, money is going to flow into cryptocurrency. I could almost guarantee it because the return on cryptocurrency, not to mention the speculation and the technology behind it, is going to be a big driving factor in the next recession. And we will have another recession. Everything comes in cycles. We just hope it's not a depression or a repeat of 2008. But the truth is, Investors are already moving money out of the stock market and into cryptocurrency. That I guarantee you, if you do some research, you'll find out that Ethereum, Chainlink, Bitcoin, all those high-tech oracles and blockchain coins are being swooped up. And over time, only more money is going to keep going into them. So you cannot be afraid. Don't do this day by day. Just step back and let Bitcoin do its thing. When you're good to crypto, it's good to you. So crypto in the news. A monumental step has taken place. 
El Salvador is on the verge of a historic change. I will send to Congress a bill that will make Bitcoin a legal tender in El Salvador. The country now led by a social media crafty 39-year-old millennial is rewriting its history. While until now, El Salvador has been most well known for its endless struggles with gang wars, it may soon become a Central American hub for digital revolution of the blockchain technology. From September this year, every business in El Salvador will have to accept Bitcoin as a payment method. Bitcoin would become legal tender. Bitcoin legal tender. In El Salvador to make Bitcoin legal tender. 70% of El Salvador's inhabitants don't have a bank account. So El Salvador, the first country to make Bitcoin a legal tender, they're actually forcing businesses, small and large, to accept Bitcoin and not giving them a choice. This is a good thing, but remember, cryptocurrency has another role and that's banking the unbanked. This is not just about El Salvador with a dying economy as it already is. This is not a country to use as a role model, but as an experiment for Bitcoin, absolutely. And it's not just about Bitcoin, but it's about digital cryptocurrencies for the unbanked. Here's a crazy stat. 1.7 billion adults worldwide do not have access to a bank account. And this is where cryptocurrency comes in. Venezuela, El Salvador, Brazil, Peru, all over the world, cryptocurrency is used, even Zaire in many countries in Africa, because citizens do not have a bank account. They don't have a way to exchange for goods and services. They have trouble paying bills. They cannot make investments. There's a lot that you and I take for granted they just don't have access to. It's a different world out there, especially when they don't have access to a bank. And across much of the developed world, people take their bank accounts for granted. You're safe in the knowledge that your money is secure, so they say, and, an a and there's an ATM nearby. Elsewhere, the concept of financial inclusion remains a pipe dream. 1.7 billion adults, mind you, not just children and teenagers, worldwide don't have access to a bank account. So this is according to the World Bank, that the situation is slowly improving with 1.2 billion people getting access to a proper banking since 2011, including half a billion in just the last three years. But aside from the obvious advantages of not having to store money throughout the house, a bank account connects people to formal financial systems. It enables you to pay for things day to day, live less complicated, not have to carry cash. It eliminates crime. There's a whole lot of benefits to it. But what's crazy is that so many people are not banked. Cryptocurrency is really looking to fill that gap. They are doing so in countries all over the world, which is a big role. Now back to El Salvador. Why is this such a big deal? Well, it's because it's the first country to accept it, not recognize it, but accept it as legal tender. So whatever Bitcoin is, you could use it for goods and services. You could use it to pay your rent, to pay your mortgage. You could use it at a bank. You could use it to pay taxes. You can use it for food and pretty much as any legal tender. Now, mind you, it is not a strong country to begin with. They have economic problems, but this is why Bitcoin was created. It was created for a lot of reasons, and one of them is to bank the unbanked, to fill the gaps throughout the world of people who do not have access to financial institutions. Remember, this is decentralized finance. So there is no central bank. There is nobody in charge of Bitcoin. There's no CEO. But you have a community which supports the decentralized system and allows your money to basically be accepted and just simply be an amazing part of an ecosystem and macroeconomic system that the country desperately needs. They turn to Bitcoin for a reason. 
So now, what happened? Well, two weeks ago, the government of El Salvador shocked the world, basically, suddenly, with no warning, announcing that the Central American nation would make Bitcoin legal tender. The announcement was made by the president, who is a millennial young guy, I believe he's 39 years old, Naib Bukele, on the final day of the Bitcoin 2021 conference in Miami, and was followed up days later with the midnight passing it into law. Longtime critics of Bitcoin, after granting Bitcoiners a brief reprieve to enjoy the momentous occasion, came to focus on Article 7 of this past law. What Article 7 states is every economic agent must accept Bitcoin as payment when offered to him by whoever acquires a good or service. Now that's pretty intense. Critics will tell you that this amounts to a forced tender mandate that goes far beyond a mere legal tender law, which would declare a monetary medium an acceptable but not obligatory medium of exchange and moves into the domain of corrosion. That's what critics say. But what separates that from an American dollar? A business has to accept a dollar. It is a legal tender note, again, backed by nothing. But basically, we are corrosed into accepting it. All businesses have to accept it. So Bitcoin is really no different when you look at it that way. It's quite interesting that a country has adopted it. Now, the actual impl implementation of this provision, which is due to take effect in 80 days from two weeks ago, is still uncertain. It seems a far-fetched idea and a pretty extreme to imagine that El Salvadorian government will enforce a Bitcoin merchant mandate everywhere in the country. Economic exchanges happen millions of times a day and virtually no state on earth possesses a capacity or political will to force a monetary transition on its people. It's not just saying accept Bitcoin. They're saying that it's just a transition from their failing dollar. So there are countless instances throughout history of states attempting to prohibit or enforce monetary transitions, often with the penalty of death. Not in this case, of course, and generally economic forces prevail. And when pressed, people tend to find ways to defy the state monetary mandates. They always find a way. And this instance will be no different. But imagine this. Somebody in El Salvador is trading and accepting Bitcoin for, say, a house or a car or even just a small business with foods, goods, and services. And Bitcoin's hovering around $30,000. Now, the same people that are collecting Bitcoin and saving it and not just spending it, but accepting it for their business, and Bitcoin hits hundred grand, well, now there's a transfer of wealth. Now there is actually some intrinsic value that is substantiated in the economy to help flourish and help people have more money. So there really could be a good thing because this is a notoriously poor nation. So people who are being forced to accept Bitcoin, as horrible as that sounds, when the price of Bitcoin goes up, it could actually create a lot of wealth and stimulate the economy of El Salvador. Now, that part of the experiment is what really interests me, to see people go from poor to, well, just have a healthy standard of living. To see Bitcoin go up in price when people and businesses are forced to accept it is going to change the economics of the country in full. Now, we already know that the country has been accumulating their own Bitcoin. So imagine the balance sheet of the country that went from being negative and borrowing from the World Bank and owing the IMF their firstborn and all their blood into an independently wealthy country due to Bitcoin. So all the FUD and things that you're going to hear, the negative aspects, just like the so-called corrosion, is because maybe certain people don't want the country to not be poor. But the truth is, this could actually be a way for them to get out of the hole they're in. Think about that. A year or two from now, say Bitcoin's $100,000, that's three times the value of today. That could literally triple the wealth of the country. 
of their economic system, of their services, of the first responders, hospitals, schools, and then the small businesses. So it's monumental in the sense that it could really change the world one country at a time. And believe me, if this works for El Salvador, and by works, I mean doesn't fail, it could work for other countries. Brazil, Bulgaria, um, Peru, there's a lot of countries, and Venezuela I've mentioned a few times, that wants to get off the petro and onto cryptocurrencies are really going in this direction. So if this little experiment works out, we're going to see a lot more of this. It always starts with one. This is the first country, and we're going to see a whole lot more go that way. Tesla was the first company to accept Bitcoin, even though they stopped after 17 vehicles, but they're going to be there again, believe me. So this little bit of crypto in the news is going to be a big feature of crypto in the world. With more crypto in the news. Left side three, good! Basketball players in Canada have been asked and they shall receive to be paid in Bitcoin. Pretty interesting. The CEBL, Canadian Men's Basketball League, yes, Canada does have one, but even though the tallest player is only five foot nine, they're, they're pretty tough and there's no fights that break out on the court. However, what they're gonna do is offer its professional basketball players the option to receive a portion of their salary in cryptocurrency. This is monumental. These are athletes that are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And the new payment option has been enabled through a partnership with the Canadian cryptocurrency exchange, BitBuy. So yeah, this is a Canadian approved cryptocurrency exchange, one of the most popular, highest trading volume, top 10 in the world, and here we are. BitBuy promises to convert the Canadian dollar salaries into Bitcoin. So here's how it works. The Canadian Elite Basketball League, and there's only one, announced the deal with BitBuy uh, days before the start of its third season on just June 24th. The league, which was founded four years ago, launched in 2019 with six teams, all of them owned and managed by the Canadian Basketball Ventures Group. It now says the cryptocurrency partnership will be the first of its kind for any professional sports league in all of North America, which is true. And it is pretty interesting what the CEO had to say, Mike Morali. Our partnership with BitBuy speaks to our commitment to the players and also to our forward-thinking approach of how we go about our business. We appreciate BitBuy's investment in helping us further grow Canada's official National Pro Basketball League. So that means with the help of BitBuy, the basketball players will be able to opt in, they're not forced, to receive a portion of their salary in Bitcoin. The trading platform will convert the Canadian dollar payments into cryptocurrency and deposit the digital coins to the player's personal crypto wallets. The exchange, which has over 300,000 users in Canada alone, will also become an official sponsor of the league as part of the agreement with the CEBL. Now that is pretty awesome. It's big and it's monumental because this is mass adoption. This isn't something small. It's not one or two players like here in America that are demanding and receiving Bitcoin as part of their salary. This is the entire league. So when you worry about, is Bitcoin dead? Is the price going to recover? Look at this interest. This is a global scale, and you can't forget that this is 24-7 all around the world. So if you think that Bitcoin's crashing or that cryptocurrency is not going to make it, just remember an entire basketball league in Canada is paying their players in it. So again, we're past the tipping point. Now it's just a matter of where are the prices going to go and how far will mass adoption go? I predict that this is going to be a part of our lives where the kids will not know a world without blockchain technology and without cryptocurrencies. 
That's my opinion. And I think that my kids who are young today and do believe me, they know what cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is, that it's going to be a part of their normal life when they're teenagers and even more normal when they're adults. It's just going to be their everyday habits. So this is a big deal. And I really look forward to seeing if anywhere in America is going to do the same thing. The cooperation between BitBuy and the CEBL comes in response to basketball players asking for money in cryptocurrency payments. Where did they get this idea? Who's ready for some football? Well, many of them referred to the case of our own NFL's Russell Okun, who last year became the first professional athlete in North America to be paid in Bitcoin. In December, the Carolina Panthers offensive lineman announced he would be getting half half, 50% of his $13 million salary in Bitcoin only. That's incredible. He is not going back and he said he will not be drafted to another team unless they pay him 50% in Bitcoin or more. So he's a very, very intelligent football player who's standing by his economic ethics and he is leading the charge. It hasn't happened here in America yet, but Canada picked this up just because of him. So hopefully in the near future, we're gonna start seeing that here in America. I, of course, am going to bet money on that one, too, because it's going to happen. Mass adoption flows in cycles. This is how it starts. It starts in other countries. El Salvador making a tender, Canadian Basketball League, and there's more. Sit tight and watch mass adoption right in front of you. So a lot of people want to know what happened to cause Bitcoin to crash. And I hate using that word. It's just a healthy dip. However, last week, China governments announced they would implement a ban against cryptocurrency mining. This is not a ban against Bitcoin. It's not a ban against cryptocurrency. It is a ban against mining in China. Because remember, as Elon Musk tweeted and I explained, that mining Bitcoin is bad for the environment. Blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. It's horrible. Even though 70% of it's renewable energy, people that are threatened by Bitcoin are going to lead the charge of it being bad for the environment. So China's actually doing something about it, which blows me away. And I'm sure that they bought a ton of Bitcoin when the price dropped. Here's what happened. So their ban against cryptocurrency mining of any crypto, not just Bitcoin, was extended just this past weekend. The Chinese authorities ordered the closure of facilities where the activity is carried out, which resulted in Bitcoin falling over 11%. In fact, it dipped below $30,000, which is kind of dangerous. We need to really hold a 32K support. Otherwise, we're going to start seeing the 20,000s again. This Monday morning, June 21st, Bitcoin reached a minimum price of 31,000 per unit. This is according to CoinMarketCap, my favorite resource for current prices on cryptocurrency. But a few hours earlier during Sunday afternoon, the cryptocurrency was trading at 36000 which means it was a drop of 12%. When it dropped below 30000 well, that's not even 20% drop. And in cryptocurrency, that's nothing. Last week, Elon Musk said that his company Tesla would accept Bitcoin again, but not until the cryptocurrency miners used more clean energy. Because apparently SpaceX is good for the environment, whereas Bitcoin is not. So a rocket ship has no problem with clean energy, but mining Bitcoin is a problem. 
Now, this announcement triggered a rebound in the price of Bitcoin, which even surpassed $40,000 for just a little bit over the weekend, but it sure did not stay there long, and it's getting further away from its all-time high, which was $64,000 on April 14th. But now think about that. We're in June. April 14th, we're talking just two months ago, it was $64,000. So sure, if you bought it at 64, you're 50% down. But if you bought this last year, or the earlier this year, you're up, you're up double, triple, maybe six, seven X, depending on the day you bought the Bitcoin. But this is not really a big deal in perspective. You got to zoom out, always zoom out. We're talking two months and we're down 50%, pretty healthy. Being down 60% would be healthy. And it's very easy for Bitcoin to create a $10,000 candle, as we witnessed in 2018, is able to jump up $20,000 in just a matter of hours. So the regional governments in China provinces have ordered the closure of cryptocurrency facilities and ordered power companies to stop supplying power to all miners by the end of Sunday. So the local media reported that electricity supplies to all cryptocurrency mines in Shashuan province were cut off at midnight. So crypto mining in China fuels about 80% of the world's cryptocurrency trade. Now that's huge. And with this ban, the government ends about 90% of the Bitcoin mining capacity in the country alone of China. The Chinese government's restrictions against cryptocurrency began last May when it prohibited all financial institutions and entities in the country from carrying out transactions with digital currencies. Now remember, this is mostly because China is planning of launching its own official cryptocurrency, where it can now control the transactions, prevent capital flight, investment and tax collection. So this isn't about big bad Bitcoin. It's not about the environment, no matter what they say. It's about control. China is always about control. They voice that. They want to control the economy and they want to control their own digital currency and competing digital currencies. So that's all this is. There simply is not going to be a problem because the miners are going to continue to mine Bitcoin. They're just moving from China to other countries. That's all it is, is a little glitch in the matrix, but life is gonna to continue to go on. So think about why these things are happening and what China's gonna do. They're gonna have a digital wand and they're gonna control their citizens even more because cryptocurrency is very easy to trace and control. And I think the Chinese government wants to control people's digital wallets. You can't control the cash in their wallet or under their mattress, but if you could have access to their digital wallet, you may, they may even be able to take the cryptocurrency directly or force their citizens to relinquish it for tax purposes or not even allow them to spend it on things based on their social credit score. Remember, it's a different country over there. It's a different world. They do things really, really odd in our opinion, but communism is not necessarily our friend and it's not good for the citizens. So the motivation behind this has got to be a little bit sinister. But remember, it's not because there's anything wrong with cryptocurrency. China's, in fact, embracing it. They're just embracing it for themselves and not for the people. Remember, crypto karma is all about moving at the speed of crypto. Strike hard, strike fast. But at the same time, you got to know when to sit on the sidelines. So I've been doing this for a while, and I could tell you this is just another healthy dip, and there's nothing to be afraid of. Have those diamond hands accumulate with a long-term plan because Bitcoin is still gonna go nowhere but up. So for your lending needs for a home, even if you wanna pay for in Bitcoin, I could help facilitate that. 
and I could use your cryptocurrency as a down payment or reserves. I've done that on my own home that I bought, and I could teach you how to do the same. So you reach out to me, nick at jwhfinance.com, or go right to my website, jwhfinance.com. You could even Google Nick Green with JWH Finance. I'm here to help you, and I could help you in almost every state of the country. So sit tight. Don't be afraid. Remember, if it's not your keys, it's not your cheese, and just ride the wave that cryptocurrency has to offer. It's been very, very good to a lot of people. And if you're good to crypto, it's going to be good to you. It's been a great week, and I'm going to see you next week with hopefully some better news. And who knows, maybe another sports team or another country is going to adopt cryptocurrency. They're sure not going backwards. Take care and get yours. And this is Nick Green with Crypto Karma reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. And hear the podcast on Podbean.